Hello and welcome to Baby Film. I'm Nathan Dust Roberts. I'm here once again with Stuart Laws. Hi. That's Stuart Laws. And I've this got a, I'm going on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, plug at the end. You never plug anything I do. No, this is exciting. We're going to do a, um, we're going to change the narrative. We're going to start with the end and then flash back to the beginning of the podcast. And then at the end, it's going to be revealed what Stu's got yeah, on tour yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's yeah, a, yeah. It's a nice little teaser. Yeah. Because a you circus. To... <laughs> I've joined the circus. Because <laughs> you need to keep the audiences invested because the, the, the tops will be quite boring. And yeah. uh, now this is the sound of Heidi Regan. Oh, hi. Uh, me and Stu had an argument. Well, let's go back and find out what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably something to do with the wife. And the next. <laughs> Heidi's now got a wife. Yeah, Heidi and Stu are caught in this very complex love triangle. Mm. It's, yeah. it's a triangle. You keep on sending me sketches that are like, do you want to be in this? And it's like, I'm your like sex slave. And I, stuff literally like that. Did, I literally, <laughs> literally, that is a true thing that <laughs> happened yesterday where I play his sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you would could play the kind of guy yeah, that gets doing, a sex robot. It wasn't about anything uh, I want. <laughs> then you turn up to the shoot, there were no cameras anywhere. <laughs> we're doing a lot of prep, aren't we, we're, we're beforehand? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then on that perfect segue, <laughs> I think we've lined up our guests beautifully. This is the sound of comedian Sarah Roberts. Hey, Hello. Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, Sarah, we love we love hot takes in the show. We live we for hot takes. We love them. We love, love hot them. takes. Hot takes are our kink. And you've given us <laughs> this. <laughs> no, Heidi, that's agreed upon. That's, okay, that's canon. Uh, you've given, what is your favourite film? Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can get a hotter take than that. <laughs> yeah. Love that. So, of, so when I asked that question, I was... Including all films, as yeah. he had the option of all films. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say what's your favourite film out of Pearl Harbor? About, <laughs> about a national atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your favourite World War II era um, tragedy? No, so you that chose has a harbour in it. <laughs> harbour based tragedy. No, that's my favourite film out of all the films. That's the number one. How yeah. many times have you seen it? Oh, loads of times. Mm. Yeah. Really? That I feel is a sign Hundreds. of crisis. That's, <laughs> I would intervene. So, what yeah. do you love about Pearl Harbor? Would you say the first day you saw it? is a date that will live on in infamy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. for context, me and my friends got really obsessed with it in, like, quite a, a horny way when we right. were, like, 13. So every day at lunch breaks, we would, like, go and watch another bit of Pearl Harbor. So, like, I, the first time I watched it, it was, like, just what's going to happen next? Um, and so I, we watched it in like chunks. And did you know it was a um, historical? I don't even think that I did at the time. I was just like, boys. We also yeah. we went to a girls' school. So right, okay, yeah. that was like really our... Hence mm. why Ben Affleck was yeah. desirable. Yeah. But I love that you're at this screening. There were like veterans who were like <laughs> having PTSD of one of the greatest tragedies in the US up to 9-11. And you're just like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I get yeah. more horny. I was like Josh Hartnett and yeah. Beth, Ben Affleck. Like I'm mm. spoiled. So what like other horny films are there to you? Like Oppenheimer. Hartnett <laughs> <laughs> Boy in the Truck Pajamas. <laughs> Hartnett's got 90s hair in it, right? Even though it's, like, set mm. in 1942. Yeah, yeah. Hartnett looks like someone who owns Nevermind. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's the important thing of the film, is that, like, it feels too far away from the... Tr it feels too horny and too... <laughs> um, 
historically inaccurate for mm. it to actually mm. like I wouldn't even consider that a war film. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a horn film, yeah. just yeah. a yeah. Horn. yeah. So that shot of the the, the missile. You remember, there's a shot, that's the one thing I remember. There's a shot about the missile like falling. It's almost yeah. like you're, mm. you're stuck on with a cowboy technically, riding. It's a, technically, it's a, bomb. <laughs> a missile is propelled has propulsion, isn't it? But it's a bomb because it's just falling. I now see why you consider the film horny. After <laughs> hearing that, I I never saw it because it was so rubbish Rude. and horny. Yeah, but people, re- I mean, casting great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real powerhouses. Glorious. Yeah. Beckinsale, Hartnett, Liv Tyler, Affleck. Is Liv no. Tyler in it? No. no yeah. I'm, am I thinking of Armageddon? Oh, that's also really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. In a horn way, I guess. Yeah. 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 As in yeah. Armageddon, a hard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think when you pair, maybe it's like also because, you know, I'm like, I love to just read stuff on Wikipedia for hours and hours. So you feel like you're getting a tiny sense of that, mm. but you're also getting mm. one of the greatest yeah. love stories ever told. I mean, it's I don't understand how people like Titanic, but don't like Pearl Harbor. Yeah, what? it's the same, same. I think yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. a fair ass- assessment. Who's but the love story in a Pearl Harbor? Okay. Well, can America I get spoilers? You can definitely spoil it. Okay, yes. so, I mean, if anyone hasn't seen Pearl Harbor, then that's mental anyway. Okay, yeah. that's So they deserve a spoiler. <laughs> keep, keep a couple of spoilers back. There's a couple of things don't reveal, like who yeah. the villains are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how it ends, yeah. Historically. But the love story I can reveal. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you saying villains, I'm now like, oh, God, yeah, it is actually really a racist film. To be fair, the Japanese did do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <Spoiler. wasn't> <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is weird. Like all every time the Japanese are in it, it's like it's like that classic thing where the villains are like just there. They just embody war. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Whereas yeah, like yeah, the Americans are like Freedom. living life, yeah. running around yeah. in Hawaiian shirts. You know. There's Hawaiian shirts. There are so many Hawaiian shirts. There are so many proposals. It's just like, it's just good. But basically what happens is um, Kate Beckinsale starts going out with Ben Affleck. Mm. And then um, Ben Affleck, he's a really good flyer. He goes to war. Mm -hmm. And then they think he's been killed, but he hasn't. He survives falling into the ocean. And then... Because she thinks he's dead, she's started a relationship with his best friend, and oh then my God. They and there's no other way to co- to communicate how terrible Bar Harbor was than through <laughs> no, that. No, than through <laughs> this. But this isn't the end of the story. She gets pregnant with Josh Hartnett's child, and then Ben Affleck comes back, and then they hate each other, um, Ben and Josh Hartnett. But then, and they've been childhood friends for. Well, they've been friends since they were childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And then they they both go to war together and Josh Hartnett dies and so Ben Affleck brings up the baby (gasps) with her. And that's the kind of film bringing up baby got made. (laughs) That baby goes on to become Japanese (gasps) and start Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's um, all just... Prequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as the credits rolled, you had become a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I had. Over and over. <laughs> Every lunchtime at school. Wow. It's good. It I'm definitely, more interested uh, in seeing it now. It's a very long yeah. film, isn't it? Yes. And it's, mm, it's not long enough, I would say. <laughs> it has it's not that, all about length. Yeah, <laughs> where they go to Japan, mm. isn't it? Which is a lot of people criticised it being like you didn't need that, like, 
extra 45 minutes at the end. But I'd, I'd disagree. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. That's good. Cool. I, I sort of quite enjoyed it. I haven't yeah. seen it in what, 20 years. When did kind it come out? Kind of the out? opposite of Oppenheimer then. Yeah. Where people are like, you should have gone to Japan. And the yeah, went on. yeah, yeah. And exactly like the opposite of Oppenheimer, because Oppenheimer is, of course, good. Um, so but- that's um, a hot take. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You've just been sassed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously then you have, the, I, I think that's the second hottest take, but your hottest take is I asked you what your most, what you think is the most underrated film of all time mm. is. And you answered... Saltburn. Elaborate. Okay, for context, you have to... Understand how horny I am at all times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I have so I have a pro- I have a problem, and it's not being horny. It's um, mainly that I can't remember anything. So, mm. like, if something sticks in my mind, then that's what I'm gonna. That's say. actually a really good way to enjoy Saltburn. If you can forget it <laughs> as it's happening, then you're gonna have a fucking blast. <laughs> but I watched it mm. and. I also, I, I just seen slating after slating after slating. Yeah. And I was like, it's not that bad. I had a good time in, like, I saw it at the cinema with my wife. <laughs> and, um, <sighs> and I think it was right after we'd seen Oppenheimer. Let's uh. just say we came out a lot more cheerful than yeah. Oppenheimer. Is that how you judge a quality of a film? How <laughs> yeah. <cheerful you> are? <laughs> <laughs> or it's not cheerful at all. I was entertained. Right. And it was short. And we had a lovely moment where during the grave scene, uh, an elderly man walked out of the theatre and oh, it was a very small theatre and we all got the giggles. And yeah, it was and like a community experience. I got horny. <laughs> if you're an old man, you're like, I'm going to be in a grave soon. Is that what people are going to do to me? Oh, yeah. Triggering. Very triggering. Should I put that in my will? Please feel free. <laughs> You know, he, he improvised that scene. I've heard yeah. this. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell because that is a um, scene where I feel like he did it and everyone, you can feel everyone on set's like, we got it, right? We got it. And then you go to the editing room and you're like, oh, that actually doesn't really make sense with anything that's happened in the film. But they're just yeah. doing things. So they want to uh, make an impact. I thought I read that he improvised it and then saw another thing where he said, no, I didn't. And I don't know which is true. Mm. Mm. Do you, you think he's just covering his back in case that soil comes out in a few years' time? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was not premeditated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little Irish baby grows of the plot. Also, would you say you'd have preferred Oppenheimer more if it finished with Oppenheimer dancing around naked to mur- its murder in Hor- Hiroshima? I was, I was, <laughs> I, that ending was the bit that annoyed me at the very I end. I hated Oppenheimer, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that you think it's a good film. Yeah. It, lacks. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. it lacks everything that you know I love about Paul ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> no part, but of... he's fucking in it. Like yeah. Oppenheimer is horny. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was a depressing sexy. sex scene. Yeah, mm. like Kristen Nolan doesn't do. But sexy. also, it's like I don't care about all of this like admin. Why is the whole film yeah. about admin? I do agree with you in that. It's it like, is, yeah. It let's is a lot talk of about the bomb. I, I don't care. Yeah. 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 I just thought, who made this? Yeah. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> did, did you not wait till the end? It's <laughs> <laughs> the first so piece of information you get. <laughs> but, yeah, I Sorry. guess... Who made this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, I'll wait, I'll wait. <laughs> Films are very cleverly constructed <laughs> to reveal the information slowly. <laughs> I just thought it was so boring. And Saltburn was, so was a production. Like, sure, it was like, okay, we're shocked. We get it, we get it. Mm. But also, that's better than... Sorry, you make a film about a bomb and it's not shocking. 
Mental. <laughs> well, what's what the sock? You, you know what's going to happen. What? What? Do you, so what you feel there should have been a moment where like, I feel like Oppenheimer it, slurps up come in a bathtub and you're like okay well, now more it makes than, sense more of that kind of thing instead of like it was basically him sitting in this room <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> talking yeah, about a, a work <laughs> incredibly huge camera but he's just talking about a work permit for the whole time yeah, yeah, yeah I genuinely true. don't even know what he was talking about because exactly. I zoned out for hours yeah, I zoned out. I am become. And it's like, <laughs> where's the theatrics and the drama? Yeah, no, I, I agree I'm, with you. To be fair. I'm with you in terms of when it was almost. I think there was like 15 minutes left, and I just turned to my wife and went. Who is Robert Downey Jr.? Who's he meant to be? When's he going to do this? <laughs> and the big mystery is like, what did he whisper? What did he whisper? And like the, the twist yeah. is nothing. No. Is that t- I don't remember. Do you remember like, like, um, oh, yeah. He says something to Einstein. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Einstein also, Einstein was, yeah. was so random the whole time. He did look like a spit in his And I was like, is he here for comic relief? Like, what's mm. he? What's he doing here? We should get Nina Conti on the podcast because yeah. it's her dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Einstein yeah. is really? her dad. Not, yeah. not, no, not the guy. And she was doing Einstein. the voice. She was doing <laughs> yeah, a voice yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. They had to CGI. He does no CGI apart from CGIing Nina Conti out. Einstein is a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Nina Conti's dad is the actor that played Tom Conti, Einstein? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah. I mean, we he should. Waited he the did end. look you like Einstein. It looked like yeah. Einstein. Yeah. Do you read all the credits at the end of the film? No, <laughs> I I dictate them I so everyone there. knows who did that. I'll sit there. To Best the end boy, of the Dean Fellows, <laughs> Gaffer, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. <laughs> in the non-Marvel film. Yeah. But there's no um, end credit coming up. <laughs> I'm not doing it for that. Why? I don't want to re-enter the world. Mm. The human world. Uh, I want to just sit there for a bit and just be. And also, I do. I don't like people talking straight away afterwards, being like, "What are you doing that? What are you thinking that? That was a bit." Of a I actually find that so awkward coming yeah, out of a cinema because you're like, "Oh, I have to have an opinion right yeah. now," mm. and inevitably, it's going to be the wrong opinion. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have someone like you <laughs> telling you up. <laughs> See, I, exactly. That's I, why I, I like, go, Nathan. You go to the loo. <laughs> No, I put the torch on my phone and just go along the aisles. Like, what do you think of that? Do you like it? Do you think that was good, did you? Do you think that was good? You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> Slap the popcorn out of their hands. You ass. Have you? Would you have preferred Oppenheimer if it ended with the Linkin Park ending? That someone did a re-edit of on oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song What I've Done, which was used at the end of Transformers, I think, or something like that. But yeah. they, it does the close-up on Oppenheimer as he's contemplating like the fact that he's responsible for creating this weapon that could destroy the world mm. and then it does the Linkin Park song what I've done yeah <laughs> really I definitely bit. would have preferred that but yeah. even him contemplating what he'd done yeah. was lost to me because he seemed honestly more concerned about his work permit <laughs> <laughs> do you think that actually that he's thinking about that he, he railed Florence Pugh yeah, probably. Like, oh, you're thinking about, I, I didn't fill out my work permit properly. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> also, there just weren't enough girls in that for me. Yeah, but there's no, it's Christopher Nolan movie. There's never going to be. I know, but that's why I didn't enjoy it. Like, I don't. I think he doesn't really believe that women exist. No. In general, I think like he's, the weirdest he's on the fence about ever. it. Yeah, mm. I guess that if they'd had a sexy sex scene, then we would have been like, why have you made making the bum so sexy? Yeah. So maybe they Yeah, they like did Pearl Harbor, that, that was, Pearl Harbor was too sexy for, yeah. 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 for, for the subject matter. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I mean, I just, I did just say that Oppenheimer has the weirdest sex scene, but we're talking about Saltburn, and obviously that has the weirdest sex scenes. I, I think that's probably more. I understand why there'd be a sex scene in Saltburn mm-hmm. in Oppenheimer. It's like this feels yeah, uncomfortable. It's weird that in both yeah. Oppenheimer and Saltburn, you feel like the people who made the films have never had sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like your parent talking to you about sex. Yeah, and, I guess I don't and really then you or, have sex with the grave, <laughs> <laughs> or a teenager showing off that they've had sex. Yeah, yeah that doesn't sound like any sex that anyone's ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you, you get the birds and the bees talk in Saltburn. It's the bird, the bees, and the worms. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fucking some worms at some point. Um, I do think though that maybe I had seen too many memes before I watched Saltburn or mm. like I'm too Salt online Saltburn specific memes or just in general uh, Saltburn specific okay. yeah. like I'm too online to watch things right. not yeah. as soon mm. as they come out so well, I, had, I, I didn't was know anything shocked. I didn't I'd already know anything. seen yeah. But, yeah sorry yeah no well I'd, I'd already seen like a meme that was like a cocktail of Jacob Elordi's bathwater Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, oh, that. I know what's coming. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. Clearly, I sent to Alex Keeley, friend of the pod, as soon as I seen it, I, say, I sent him a message saying, Saltburn is a film about me going on holiday with you. <laughs> 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 and then, what's the photo you just showed us? The photo us? I showed is from a very comical sketch that I did where I was holding a glass throughout the entire thing that had a white liquid in it, and then at the end of the sketch I go, oh, this, it's come. and that is the humour that was being shown in the room I love humour actually I'm going to show this I found my favourite clip on the internet it's from the Drew Barrymore show I find I find her really grating Drew Barrymore and she's um, only on a show I really liked her before but I think she's so earnest Um, and she's interviewing um, Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman's telling a story about like a joke that um, David Bowie told like while he was dying of cancer and he's like and he sort of shares this joke that David Bowie says and she just looks at him holds his arm and says I love (laughs) humour oh my god I'm pretty sure when Hugh Grant got asked by to go through all his um, co-stars I think when he described her, he was like, lovely, but mad as a badger or something. <laughs> well, on that note, on that assassination of Drew Barrymore, we're going to go to the first round, which is the fill in the blanks round. But I'm going to okay. give you a piece of film trivia and we fill in the blanks. So first piece of trivia, The Exorcist is one of the scariest films of all time, but it was just as scary behind the scenes because on set, there was a real life blank. William Friedkin. <laughs> the most terrifying human being in existence yeah. and he will slap you. Oh, he's the... He's a slapper. Director that yeah. slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, at the end it comes up, slapper, William <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> um, well, didn't she die? The girl that, <laughs> the girl that played the exorcist woman? Didn't die, no, she's still alive. Oh. I mean, she will die at some point, yeah. as we all will. That's, that's yeah. destined She's married to Tony Blair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I thought they all died. No. Like everyone on The Exorcist died. <laughs> Wait, so that would be terrifying. Yeah. Would be everyone terrifying. on that. Maybe I'm thinking of another film where like the girl died. You know, like there was a there was a scary film and the girl died. Oh, like The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Something, or like, something, that. something like that. There's like a that. bunch yeah. of these stories that always come out with with horror films, especially. It's like blah blah died with this and that, but mm. actually, films are such big things that take place over quite a long time that lots of people die. <gasps> During Spoiler. Films. <laughs> like, it's quite common for a yeah, film to yeah. be like, oh, and there was a bunch of people that's died during the production of it for, like, nebulous reasons. But if it's a rom-com, you're not like, oh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, everyone is. Batman. Yeah. 
You know, there's a curse on Batman. Which Batman? All the Batmans. <laughs> the Batman curse? The Batman curse. I curse all your Batman. No, what's the Batman curse? There's a curse, like, well, you know, like, obviously Heath Ledger died. Yeah. Like, everyone, everyone dies. <laughs> so Heath Ledger, <laughs> the rest. <laughs> no, other people died. Anne Hathaway. Um, Most people die. <laughs> <laughs> we could go through this. <laughs> Are you looking it up? The only thing I can find is it says, um, despite the fact that most of the Batman films have been successful, there does seem to be a trend of Batman actors ending up in the What the Hell Happened articles. Val Kilmer, Kim Bessinger, Michelle Pfeiffer. Dead. George <laughs> <laughs> Their careers died. <laughs> George Clooney, he's got a terrible him. life now. Yeah. Jim Carrey. <gasps> The poltergeist. That has a curse. What's the poltergeist curse? The girl, the little girl died. It's a blonde girl. I've never oh. seen poltergeist. Did she die? Me either, but the curse lives up. I feel what's happening right now is you're panicking and just <laughs> you're throwing out films followed the by the word sense, curse. They all died. <laughs> hoping that one of them sticks. No, but Exorcist did have a curse. Notting Hill curse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it's the Exorcist. <laughs> no, they all had curse. Exorcist is like a notoriously cursed production. Yeah. Like there was fucked up things happening, but there was like a real like horror element associated with the the production. Is that the one where the questions about? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Remember the thing I said about about four to five <laughs> yeah. minutes ago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, still, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's still like, up in the That's my answer. Then there was a curse. <laughs> yeah. The answer is curse. curse. Yeah. And it was related. There was a to real the life Batman curse. Yeah, that kind of ish. The answer is wrong. It's but, wrong. There was a real life. Um, Predator from Alien v Predator. There was the no, Predator was on set, but you're kind of close-ish, oh, uh, uh, like a, an a, an adult human predator. Not Predator. Is it okay. dark? Yeah. Like no, it's, it's gonna be a light thing. Like X is one of the scariest films of all time, but it was just as scary behind the scenes because <laughs> on set there was a real life well, it could medical be like, hero. <laughs> um, well, it could just be that like everyone got a bit ill. Real life, <laughs> and it was Terrifying. scary. <laughs> yeah, like a set flu went around, and that has proved Real, that it was cursed. What could be scary Real life murderer. Yeah, murderer. Like a serial killer. <gasps> what? That's a so serial that's a that's a curse. That's a, like that's that's like yeah, attributable you to be, the um, curse. A lawyer. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> another curse. Close. <laughs> yeah, um, serial killer. A guy called Paul Bateson, who in the scene where um, they're doing like the radiography on Reagan. Um, he's a radiographer, and in New York at that time, he was responsible. He had killed a, he was caught for killing a film journalist, but then was attached to a bunch of unsolved murders at that time of primarily like gay men, and that was turned into a movie cruising with Al Pacino like mm. years later, also by William Freakin. Yeah, in which you get, to see Ale- yeah, you get to see Al Pacino um, go undercover in the BDSM community in New York. And I have a theory that Al Pacino dances in every movie. I've not proved it, but I just, I've yet to see a movie where he doesn't dance. Mm, sounds like those movies are cursed. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, next round. <laughs> but we, I would say that we were right. Yeah, I think so. Batman was cursed and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a curse is a generalised way of saying serial killer on set. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. And you know, like, that's generally how like sort of quizzes and game shows work. Like, you give a generalised <laughs> answer and you get the point. You get you become a millionaire. I don't know. Was it, when was Pearl Harbor? Ah, ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Would yeah. they be wearing Hawaiian shirts? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so question two. On the set of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, the production had to spend £300 when a hairdresser was blank. Uh, insisting on being paid £300. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a huge amount. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's kind of, I mean, it is a very low amount when you find out what actually happened as well. They, uh, the hairdresser thought they were cutting um, the hair of Claire Danes, but they cut <laughs> through the original William Shakespeare's only copy of Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> and it cost say, like, 300 her. pounds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you cut through her neck. <laughs> <laughs> and it cost 300 pounds. Oh, no, I've cut through your neck there. <laughs> I assume they're Australian. They're Australian, yeah. Australian. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Claire oh, Danes. Well, <laughs> Uh, Baz, can I have a word? Uh, I've cut through Claire Danes' fucking neck. We're going to need a new lead. <laughs> well, that's going to cost us $300, dues. <laughs> I was just going to say along those lines just that he cut someone's hair wrong. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah. they got extensions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, you would have both been incorrect for the same reason. Did they leave their <laughs> straighteners on and burn down a trailer? No. Um, Miriam Margulies was in the film. I like your train of thought. <laughs> I they, like where you've gone. Did they, whilst cutting hair, accidentally cut up a three hundred pound wad of? <laughs> and it cost them three hundred pounds to replace it. Yeah. Replace the wad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're getting caught up on the hairdresser element. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you meant that's the only thing that we have. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's random. Yeah. What did a random person cost the set? Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll hone in. So, like, they were shooting. In Mexico, does oh, that help? No, drugs, no. drugs. Three hundred. They spent three hundred pounds on cocaine for Claire Danes. <laughs> Wait, really? No. No. I mean, uh, I'm skydiving. Sure yeah. The hairdresser. Recorded. I forget what the sentence oh, yeah, is, skydiving. but the hairdresser accidentally went skydiving. And it cost three hundred pounds. On the phone accidentally on the way down. went. Oh no! You, <laughs> you won't believe what's happened. for it when I get to the bottom. <laughs> they phone in like there's wind. <laughs> I'm sending you my pin. <laughs> Meet me. <laughs> at the bottom with three hundred dollars cash. <laughs> Nikki, are you coursing through the sky right now? They're no. gonna take me straight back up, and, and I have to fly the plane if you don't pay. <laughs> Is that the opening of the Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> uh, Did they no? go uh, an expensive round of margaritas or something? Yeah, close. No, they were kidnapped. Oh. Oh. They were actually kidnapped um, by bandits. Yeah. And Banditos. it only cost 300 Yeah, that's what, this is insane. That was really low. Like, I think any of us would be like, really yeah, good in for London, that. Like, that's an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> good on Baz for paying it. Yeah. I don't I know, I just got a new hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the limit of money would have been for him to be like, no, we'll get a new hairdresser. Yeah. 301 pounds. Yeah. Like, he, he, <laughs> he negotiated them right now. <laughs> it's like when people say like, oh, how much... To, to, would you want for this gig and you're like oh now I have to play this game why don't you just tell me what your budget is the yeah. numbers Baz is probably like how much do you want 300 <laughs> so I don't want to overshoot yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah 300 yeah. See, they were like Dr. Evil going 300 <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, I'm bad at haggling because I'll be like how, do you want, how much do you want for the gig I'm like two free drinks <laughs> they're like alright exposure <laughs> for uh, the kidnapper can I get a little bit from the clip <laughs> that's crazy what was the point of the kidnapping to get 300 pounds exposure but, no <laughs> surely not they were hired as <laughs> they were doing a practice <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you kidnap someone off a film set mm. yeah, don't surely you would get yeah go for the you best would boy. go you'd 
You'd go for Leo. I think. I think. I'd go Leo for Leo. Was under, <laughs> I think Leo was undiscovered at that point, so they probably thought the hairdresser no, was he'd bigger. No, he done up. Titanic. No, Titanic was after. I think. No. Yeah, he'd done what's eating Gilbert Grape. Because but he asked Paul Rudd if he should do Titanic, and Paul Rudd was on oh Romeo. We forget right, yeah. Paul Rudd is in. I think they're around the same time. He was a guy though, because he was a child actor. He yeah, was a guy. So yeah, a, that's yeah. true. But maybe the kidnapper hadn't dog. kept up with like what's eating Gilbert Grape for basketball yeah. diaries. <laughs> the kidnapper just didn't have very good film knowledge. Yeah. He goes home that night and watches oh, what's no. eating Gilbert Grape. He's like, ah, oh, Mio <laughs> Dios. <laughs> you should have taken Leo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leo Dios. <laughs> um, now onto the second round, which is the big pitch. We pitch a sequel to not only a film that should not have a sequel, but in my opinion, should never have been made. Um, so we're pitching a sequel to Emerald Fennel's 2023 um, controversial release, Saltburn. And I'm the studio exec, so you're pitching the sequel to me, and I'm going to give you notes as you go along. Thanks for having us here. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, we're, we're very excited to be pitching mm-hmm. this sequel to Saltburn. Which we know you're a big fan of. Yeah, I love it. It's my favourite film of the year. <laughs> yeah. It encapsulates my two favourite things, uh, Indie Sleaze and Cum. <laughs> Lovely. In well, don't order. you worry. <laughs> <laughs> you just said the magical one. <laughs> Open your mouth wide. We're going to fill you up, boy. But you should be able to tell that for my block party t-shirt and white crusty stains on my trousers. <laughs> These are my things. Now, do you want the title first or do you want a plot overview? Do you, what do you want? Let's start with title. Title? Saltburn. <laughs> I, love, I love how you both all awkwardly looked at each other's eyes. Full panic. <laughs> Pe- were you going to go with Pepper Chill? Pepper something. Pepper. Welcome to Pepper Chill. <laughs> it's a brand new country house. Pepper Chill, also Why? my drag name. So <laughs> this is perfect. Was Saltburn the name of the house? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we've named Done ours after another country house. Pepper Chill. Pepper Chill. Yeah. Saltburn with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> but it's is. the opposite of Saltburn. So yes. it's like... Good. Rubbish house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rubbish house, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. It's so yeah. like... It's a reverse class thing. It's re- yeah. a working class family. Yeah. And then a posh person who's actually a middle class person. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I like this. And yeah. is so it it's actually someone in uh it's in the, the opposite comedy of someone in comedy. Yeah. So it's a so it's a post person infiltrating and I'm assuming the working class family will be demonized and like this is it's like Instead of eat the rich, just eat the poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, like that will be funny. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give the like poor something to eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the poor family are funny. They're like silly and wacky. And yeah, they're funny, but we hate them. Yeah. <laughs> In the tradition of um, the entertainment industry here as well, we're gonna have all the working class characters played by very posh people. So Rosamund Pike is back as <laughs> She's just doing a really good yeah. like northern accent. Okay, nice. Like yeah. Richard E. Grant in a string vest. Yeah, yeah. Like drinking tinnies in his front garden. And also to continue sort of cinematic tradition, the the working class setup will be seen as really wholesome and like really like uh, aspirational. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, the struggles they go through actually give them character. Yeah. And that's a shock that yeah. working class people would have character. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like you should want to have a broken fridge in your front mm. garden. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is... It makes you a more rounded, better yeah. person. Yeah. And the main character is uh just really obsessed with this family. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like tries to get into all the stuff they're into. Yeah. And he and meets them at um one of them at um, university 
And but it's a polytechnic. Yeah. It's a polytechnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he can't make friends there yeah. and can't mm. get in with the He's already got part. a master's from Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> just, but he keeps yeah. it on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. So how does, because I think a big part of Saltburn is like the infiltration of the family and how Oliver, you know, seduces the family in really like fucked up ways. So like we've got like top Saltburn. We, we need to be able to meme this movie. So yeah. how is the, the posh boy going to seduce the poor family? Um, I think that the a posh person who's actually a middle class person mm. just like goes around and is like burning money and stuff and they they just think it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's just absolutely taken with with Yeah. 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 And, and he keeps talking about how hard it was growing up posh. Yeah. yeah. And then we find out how he was through, a nerd. Yeah, mm. we find yeah. out because, halfway through that he was actually middle class. Yeah, because I, yeah. I grew up in Luton and I found like if I was in sort of like a, a rougher pub, we would love it if a guy would a posh guy came round and burnt money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, yeah. he's one of us. Like, yeah. yeah, we're about this yeah. guy. Yeah. And there's a few shocking scenes in it, just because we're trying to you sort of like um you know, get the meme culture mm. and sort of get people talking. Yeah. So there's a scene where the the posh boy um, fingers uh, a woman who's not on her period and yeah. just spends time just just making sure she's having a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was really to, I was about to uh, say, but now it feels weird to say it now, but I was, I was going to say we should have mentioned that because it's a posh guy going into like working class pubs and charming them, it is Nigel Farage, but I don't like saying yeah. that after you've just mentioned the fingering because I just yeah. it's no, a horrible mental it for me. But is it him playing himself or is it like a because is it uni? So it's, it's Farage a mature student. Yeah. Yeah. At like yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why he's got the secret masters from Oxford. Yeah, and this yeah. does make sense because Nigel Farage is a very wealthy man and does portray himself as a man of the people. Mm. So we're kind of telling a story about a person from a privileged background yeah. who's infiltrating himself with the poor but using it to manipulate them. But yeah. he's yeah. middle class. But middle class secretly. Yeah, yeah. he's pretending yeah. to be. It's like how Nigel Farage pretended that, that he had the problem with that bank, but it was just that he didn't have enough money. Yeah, with coots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a scene, obviously, where Nigel Farage is like looking at our, you know, the sexy working class boy mm. having a shower, and in like a tin bath, in a, in a tin <laughs> bath. But he's the shower's coming out, and he just notices that um, the boy at the end just starts jacking off, mm. and Jacks uh, unscrews the shower head, and then jacks off into the shower head, <laughs> and then puts it back up. And then, uh, so we have like a scene that's like the bath scene, yeah. except it's a shower and he just turns the shower on and then... Oh, God. Did you get that? <laughs> what? No, I'd see It's easy mean. to write I, this stuff. I forgot, uh, I forgot that part of our pitch. <laughs> and then Nigel Farage, yeah, just getting bathed in, in cum. <laughs> Are you happy now? <laughs> I displeased you, you feckless thug. <laughs> 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 As a feckless thug, this is uh, this is really up my street. This is perfect. So yeah, so eat the poor. He's bathing in cum. Seeing Farage bathe in cum. This is all I wanted to see as an exec. Going down on someone. See him going down on someone, but <laughs> just not bleeding. But just focusing on their pleasure, um, which is I, I imagine what Nigel would do. And how does he murder them? So, um, so we've got to see him kill them off in interesting ways. He murders um, them by um, getting a role of leadership in the country and taking yeah. away more and more public services. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But doing it in a charming way. Yeah. yeah. This generally sounds like a more considered film <laughs> about 
class and oh. social inequality than the original soul wow, you are very feckful I, I'm, I'm filling with feck <laughs> I am throbbing with feck right now I'm about to bust feck everywhere so yeah I think you're fully going to get the green light but as a final moment oh, the, the one thing actually this is we'll decide it how what is the final scene you've got to have a final scene yeah. that tops the original um, I was going to say is um, going to have to top Sophie Ellis Baxter oh, Murder on yeah, the Dance floor. it will be the song Romeo What's Romeo? I want uh, to be your Romeo. Romeo. Yeah, 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 it is that fil- that yeah. song. And yeah. singing yeah. it is with his Is there a butt. reason to that, Stu? No, it just was out in 2001. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he'll be naked. Yes. It was going to be that, have, obviously. Um, Everybody have, get up by five. <laughs> <laughs> he will have... Uh, what, he had a f- fake penis, didn't he? Did That's up for debate. Yeah. We don't know. I've heard. Um, but Farage will have. Farage has an enormous penis, so he'll have a fake one, making it look tiny. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, he's gonna look like Toad of Toad. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, all he's wearing is a driving scarf <laughs> and driving goggles. <laughs> to be a Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sold. Uh, sold. Um, I. Everything's off the slate. This is all I want to focus on developing <laughs> good, right good. now. We knew you would. Amazing. So, Sarah, now we're going to do the third round. It's the fun round. It's called the punch up, where you share something awkward or embarrassing, something that is. You keep thinking about and is unresolved in your heart. We're going to turn it into a movie and try and get you closure. Oh, God. It's actually quite hard because, you know, my life is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That could be the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Something awkward. We've all met you before, Sarah. We, I don't buy that something awkward hasn't happened with you within like no, the journey just, here. <laughs> I can't. I can't really think. Oh, I mean, I just have a bad journey here. Oh, go on. Well, just I live like right in Arsenal territory, Ooh. and so I was running really late because it's not really awkward, but I was like huffing and puffing, like pushing through the Arsenal people, I, and I like. I get yeah. the, that same, um, I'm around Finsbury Park way, yeah, the house, and when there's a game on. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's a good conflict. Um, like, the fact, like, yeah, you're going to be surrounded by like, football fans every other weekend. Yeah, could be so a fucking annoying. Nightmare. And, and I how was do like, you feel about football? But sorry, well, I actually do like it, mm. and I do try and maintain that, like, you know, they've had a nice time, and I don't want to take away from that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did want, like, I did Google the match to, like, Fingers crossed that they lost. Yes. Because I felt bitter about the fact that they were like all really in my way. But they won 5 0. Oh. Um, but I, I do like, like football. I really like if the plot is around you trying to make them lose their games every time they land on the Um But I also, my, my dad supports Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 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 Sorry. So yeah, mm. <laughs> it's... are they and Chelsea? Are they Arsenal's rivals? A little or? bit, yeah. yeah. Chelsea are the the evil team of London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, people say this. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I think that they have like the worst fans. Oh, they have racist <laughs> fans. Specifically, yeah, yeah. your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there was like a big drive one time to like um, be like. Everyone don't do the don't do chants that are like offensive, and the uh, it was the quietest game at Chelsea for, for a long, long time. So just like, well, what do we say now? Now we can't be racist. You can just hear the ball being kicked. Yeah, Absolute yeah. Pin drop. It is also 
in terms of annoying on the tube, I do get if I'm tired and grumpy, the chants are what really annoy me yeah. when they're doing it right in your face. Mm, yeah, I do find it quite Reagan's triggering. Our favorite <laughs> comedian. <laughs> 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 uh, um, they seemed sad though. Mm. Even though they they're 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 they got more than they were ready for. Uh, Tottenham till I die. Tottenham till I die. But Tottenham has some bad rant, uh, not rants, chants. Do we? Oh well, yeah. a lot of them use the Y word still. Yeah. yeah. This yes, but it's it's like a Jewish club, and so there's but the Jewish like uh, fan group have asked repeatedly, "Can you stop using the Y word?" Uh-huh. And. Uh, the people who use it in the stadium are absolutely the people that you're like, I don't think you're doing your bit to reclaim this word here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An old, angry white man who's like, I'm going to say the word. Rubbing their hands together with yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the pitch. I'm Ooh. going to say the word. <laughs> who's going to stop me? <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like this film could seem like a lighthearted thing about you getting to work. Trying not to be bothered mm. by all these yeah, men. Trying not to say the Y word. But <laughs> not to say the word. And failing right <laughs> off the bat. But yeah, I think it might turn into um, it have a lot of layers to it mm. about people learning to respect other people's That's wishes nice. in what yeah. they can mm. say and stuff. Yeah. Because but, coinciding with your com- comedy journey, as you <laughs> sort of get bigger as a comedian, then you you're like a big venue, and they're like mm. your fans. Swarming other people's houses, so you come to empathise with. Well, oh, nice. I, yeah. I now understand them. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want your fans silenced, no. mm. Sarah. Do I you? do. Okay, <laughs> I think that could be. Yeah, because they too do chant the Y word at your gigs, and it's, it's very, very distracting. Um, I mean, it, that would be quite bad because I am Jewish. Well, that's well. gonna. So I, I mean, that's a good layer to yeah. the film, yeah. then. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I. That's the twist. <laughs> it's a twist. But I mean, well, it's stand-up comedy, so I want them actually to be silenced. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Even when they're on the way to your gig. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want respect. I want them silence. just to be like getting in their zone. Yeah. Mm. So maybe there's a character that at the start of the film, it's a football supporter shouting in your face, really annoying you on the tube your enemies, he doesn't realise his favourite comedian is you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's chanting for you on the tube at the end. Yeah. yeah. And then you push in on his face. What I've done. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Has that yeah. solved it for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Definitely. I, it's a lot harder than you I know, thought to tackle uh, <laughs> football chanting on the <laughs> tube in a film. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I feel like this film... I don't think it's an award winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. if we? What if I change it? Guess nominated. More lighthearted. <laughs> Goes Nominations like, the uh, Ted Lasso way. You buy <gasps> Arsenal. I buy the football club and, and yeah. try yeah. to get them win. to lose so that they will stop chanting on the tube. That's great. Yeah, maybe I sabotage the football club. But then mm. you fall in love with the coach, who is. Yeah. Arsene Wenger. And Paid by Bradley Cooper <laughs> with a fake nose. And a fake French accent. Yeah. <laughs> and a prosthetic penis. It's never out, but it's, it's inferred. But I think this because then like, you impose a rule where you can't, you have to be silent. If you're coming to 
uh, a gig at Emirates Stadium, you have to be completely silent. Yeah. But then as a comic, yeah. that is mm. controversial because you are going against freedom of speech. And obviously, mm. we know, Sarah, we've seen your act, you're very pro-freedom of speech. That's yeah. like your big stick. So this is a very a big moral conflict for you as an artist. I'm surprised that there is an issue with sound because uh, as far as I'm concerned, well, Arsenal Stadium is always <laughs> very quiet. We, the Spurs fans, call it the new library. Really? The old one used to be called Highbury, so we call this one the new library. Because it's quiet. Yeah, because the fans, really? they're like not proper fans, not like Spurs fans, <laughs> screaming the Y word. Well, I beg to differ because <laughs> I, <laughs> I can hear Arsenal from my flat, mm. so... Well, I basically just wanting silence. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's Tottenham. Mm. Maybe. Have you listened how offensive this was? <laughs> <laughs> you could have a Tottenham on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that solved it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to Did jump you feel the gun. The conflict resolved? Yeah, I think me buying the club is really yeah. the little guy winning in the end. Yeah. 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 That's what we were. That's what we see. call you, the little, the little guy. <laughs> yeah. The little guy, Sarah, was buying the, cl- buying the club and silencing the working class. <laughs> yeah. That's very much and, a theme, I think. And her Chelsea supporting father is like, finally, we, <laughs> yeah. we silenced Arsenal. Uh, so that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming in, Sarah. Um, Thanks for having is me. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, well, I've got some shows coming up. Yeah, I've got a show at the Pleasants on 1st of Feb, and then I've got. I'm doing Leicester Comedy Festival at the end of February and Glasgow Comedy Festival end of March. And then some more London dates. I'm going to be doing my show Silkworm. So, yeah. Nice. Silkworm, which worms, again, very on brand because that's what we're calling over Barry Keegan's penis after he banged uh, the grave yeah. in Saltburn. You're welcome. We've it's now attached that to your show. I <laughs> would like to plug some um, tickets to a sporting event. So if you just head to arsenalfc.co.uk, <laughs> you can get tickets there for it. It's all, often a wonderful time and it's quiet. <laughs> also, I now have come to the um, we've come full circle as a show. We started at the end where you were going to plug your show. So we're now going to get as the final beat. Stu, what was, what was the tour you were plugging? Oh, I wish I could remember. It was good though. It might be the Killers are on tour next year. <laughs> Killers are back Wait, out again. Wasn't your own my show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can get tickets if you want. Yes, yeah, so you can get tickets to Steve's show, but if I, I mean, if you're hard up on money, I'll probably go for the Killers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that, if it's between the but two, but I do them. open and close with Mr. Brett. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and they only close with it. And you are opening for the Killers on tour, like unofficially, <laughs> yeah, 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 but you yeah, do yeah. bum rush the stage. <laughs> <laughs> do like. Is kind of five, but it depends on how fast security get there. <laughs> and then in the middle, I do five minutes about my vasectomy. And, uh, <laughs> and then close with Mr. Brightside. And obviously, the, your, your set will close with your famous um, line, get your hands off of me, get your hands off of me, you're hurting, I can't breathe. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the episode. We'll see you next week. Bye.